Welcome to the Ark Church Podcast. On here, you'll find all of our Sunday and Wednesday messages, as well as classes and special services. If you would like more information about the Ark Church, visit us at thearkchurch.com or download our app available to all app stores. Our heart for you is that you would live for God, grow stronger, and make a difference. Enjoy. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for the privilege just being able to come to worship you, to spend time in your presence. Father, thank you that we can enjoy your presence and enjoy your word, enjoy one another's company. Thank you, Father, this is a safe place. Thank you, Father, this is a place where we can come out actually stronger than how we came in. And Lord, we thank you for that. Our hearts are open. Our ears are open. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which breaks bondages and yokes and junk in our lives. And now we have ears to hear. And we give you all the praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Last week, we began to talk about, and this, this phrase stood out to me, Romans 15, 1, we then who are strong. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples. That means the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. We then who are strong. And we began to talk about what does it mean to be strong? What does it mean to be a strong Christian? How, do, how can I, how can, what's a strong Christian look like? And uh, I, I think I kind of upset some apple carts last week, but we talked about uh, what a strong Christian looks like. Because I said, it's a strong Christian reading the Bible. And most people will go, yeah, that's what a strong Christian is. And I said, yes and no. you you got to read the Bible. If you don't read the Bible, and I, I did say this, I'm going to repeat it. You won't be a strong Christian without reading your Bible. This won't happen. And, and so, but you got to read it. But then it's, you don't stop there. It's not just reading it. It's what? Doing it. Putting, putting what you read into practice. Doing it. If you went to a trainer right now and you said, you know what, you, I, and we've got trained, typically we have trainers in here, people who are, are uh, physical trainers and they work with people either to lose weight or to, or to train for something coming up. Uh, but if you went to a, your trainer and you said, hey, listen, I heard you're really good and I want to, I want to get stronger. They're going to say, okay, let, let's, we'll sit down and we'll formulate a plan. So they'll sit down, they'll begin to work a plan for you. That plan, I promise you, will have two things in it. It will have an eating plan in it, and it will also have an exercise plan in it if you're wanting to get stronger. So if you sit down with your trainer and trainer says, okay, I need you to eat these kind of foods, and you go, okay, good, I'll do that. I will, I will, I will eat those kind of foods. And then we're going, to, we're going to work out three times a week. We're going to start with light weights, but then we're going to build up. We're going to, and we're going to work out three times a week. And you're like... I've been reading books on training, and I'm good. So I'll eat, but I'm not going to exercise. The trainer is going to look at you and go, well, you're wasting my time and yours. Because you won't get stronger if you just eat. You'll get bigger, but you won't get stronger. This isn't strange science to you folks, is it? Is it? <laughs> You, you got this, right? If you, if you want to get stronger, you've got to eat and exercise. There you go. And so spiritually, it, it, works, it works the same way. That's why I said you can't get stronger as a Christian if you don't eat. Jesus said, he said, my words are, are, are bread. Man doesn't live by bread alone. But by every word of God. God's word is like spiritual food to us. So we eat and then we exercise. Exercise is putting things into practice. 
So that becomes the key, putting things into practice. So we talked about you know, going to church. Does that make you a strong Christian? No, it's very helpful. But again, you're, you're hearing, and, and then you're having, an ex, you're having an opportunity to exercise at church because we rub up next to one another. We have, we have relationships with one another, and that gives us an opportunity to practice walking in love. It's not just what we hear, it's what we do. So we begin to talk about Paul gave a list. And we said the, the other thing about, uh, about being a strong Christian is that we want to be more Christ-like. Everyone says, I want to be more Christ-like. I, I, I want to be more like Jesus. But then the question is, what does that actually look like? I was talking with uh, Dr. Ellen Moore, and she had a really good point. You know, you know what she talks to our children about? She said, what would Jesus do in, if he was you? In other words, trying to get the children to understand not just what would Jesus do, you know, the, the man who walked the shores of Galilee and he'll, but what would Jesus do in your situation? Trying to help them understand what would Jesus do here? And so being Christ-like, sometimes we, it, it's a little harder to grasp and we get that idea of, you know, walking in slow motion or, or speaking, bless you, bless you. And, and, and people are like, well, that's not necessarily being Christ-like. Do I have to wear a robe? No, you don't have to wear it. No, that's weird. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but you can be Christ-like, and, and it's, it's really, what, what is Jesus going to look like in your life? What's he going to look like through you? And that's the, isn't that the beautiful thing is we don't have to lose our personalities. We don't have to lose who we are. But, but Jesus can show up in me, and it's going to be different than maybe than Jesus shows up in you. But it's going to be the same spirit. It's going to have the same spirit about it. And so in this book of Romans, there's, Paul gives a list, and it's a great list of, of some of the things that are really Christ-like behavior. And don't lose sight of the fact that these are strengths. So we talked about three areas, how we treat our family in Christ, treat one another, how we are privately, and how we respond to those who oppose and hurt us. So let's take a look at how we treat our family in Christ. I read Romans 12, 9 through 10, 13, 15, and 16. This is in the list. Let love be without hypocrisy, abhor, or don't like what's evil, cling to what's good, be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, and honor giving preference to one another. Distributing to the needs of the, of the saints. It's talking about giving to one another, giving to hospitality. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. I like, what the, I like how the New Living Translation reads. It don't pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what's wrong, hold tight to what's good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. That's good. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. <laughs> you ever notice it's easier to weep with those who weep than it is to be happy with those who are happy? Someone says, man, I got a new car. You're like, great. They're like, I wrecked my car. You're like, oh, brother, I can feel for you. <laughs> Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. I like that one. And don't think you know it all. New Living Translation. So 
how we treat our family in Christ. We always start with love. If there's anything that sets us apart or should set us apart as believers is that, is that we're different from the world. Now, a lot of times when people would say, I'm different from the world, they said, well, you know, I don't, I don't dress like the world. I don't, I don't talk like the world. I don't go to places the world goes. And, and that's, that's okay. It's good. You know, I, I, you know, when I came back to the Lord, I stopped partying. And I was a big, uh, this was uh, early 80s, disco was still big. I was a big, man, I thought I was a dancing machine. <laughs> and I thought, man, this is not the place I need to hang out. So I stopped hanging out there. Started hanging out in church. Wasn't a big deal. Wasn't like, oh God, I've got to go to church. I enjoy going to church. But some things changed. But it's not just that we're different from the world this way. The key difference in how we look from the world is what Jesus said in John 13 is how we treat one another. The world, if you, if you notice, is very selfish. Very selfish. One of the biggest things that you and I have to deal with in our lives is overcoming selfishness. Because we all have a tendency to want to be selfish. Right? I mean, that's what, you just wake up, in the, wake up tomorrow morning and you'll have to overcome that. But in John 13, Jesus said this, he said, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, this is, this is not the romantic love. This is not the, oh, I, just have these, I just have these feelings. I just love it. Oh, I just see everyone. I just love everybody. You're not going to have feelings of love for everybody. So, Pastor, don't you have feelings of love for all of us? <laughs> Most of the time. Not all the time. It's, it's not a feeling. It's a choice. Amen. Love is a choice. It, it says, take delight in honoring one another. Show honor. Give preference to one another. So love, when we understand that love is a choice, not a feeling, it will help you. Because sometimes you can walk in love towards people when you feel like just looking at them going, you're an idiot, and walking away. But you can still walk in love. We've been so trained to believe that our feelings are reality. But what I'm saying is there's a higher reality. My choice is higher than my feelings. And when our choices outweigh our feelings, we're on a good path. Oh, well, I'm just, okay, you know this. Anybody wake up this morning and did not feel like going to work? Anybody? Just honest people. Here we have honest people. Did you go? Yes. yes. You made a choice. Because if you'd have called in and said, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. <laughs> They're going to say, well, that's, that's great, Sparky. We don't feel like giving you a paycheck. How's that? <laughs> it's, you made a choice that, that went against your feelings. How many of you, a lot of, I don't even want to show that, but how many times there have been times when you don't feel like coming to church? <laughs> this is me raising my hand. So, Pastor, you're supposed to feel that way all the time. I don't feel that way all the time. Sometimes I just rather stay home and watch reruns of 24. <laughs> somebody hurting somebody. I just, 
say, well, that's just so wrong. Well, it, it's, it's only wrong if I act on those feelings, but if I act on my choices, what I find is my feelings will follow. Feelings are a horrible leader. They're a good follower. Sometimes you wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, God, I feel dark. Try this. This is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just saying that will help you because you learn to live above your feelings. We could, we could stop and spend much time meddling on that, but I'm not going to. I'm going to move on. Always start with love, treating others as we want to be treated. Don't, don't forget this. This is what that used to be called the golden rule. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Jesus said all, all this is summed up. The law and the prophets is summed up right here. You treat people like you want to be treated. Now, here, now here's the thing. I'm going to treat you like, like I want to be treated. It does not necessarily mean that you're going to reciprocate. I think sometimes we've, we've, we've mistaken. Do unto others as, as you would have them do unto you and they will. Not necessarily. I make the choice to do that. And so it is, it is a choice. It is what, what Jesus said is important. And, and there's something I, I wanted to talk about just a little bit uh, tonight because I can see I'm not going to get through but about half of my notes. Um, <laughs> Romans 15, 1. I want to go back to that Romans passage because this has been the passage that has stuck. Romans 15, 1 through 3. Oh, look, look at this. We then who are strong ought to bear with the scruples or the weaknesses of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good leading to edification. That means to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of those or the insults of those who've who fell on you, who reproached you, fell on me. In other words, the insults of those who were insulting God fell on him. That Jesus did not please himself. That one of the ways that, that, one of the ways that we're talking, listen, we haven't stopped talking about strength. It takes strength for me to do not just what pleases me, but to do what helps you. That takes strength. If you're a parent, you understand that. Because... That baby cries at night, and you're thinking, I could use a lot more sleep. But, that, but the baby can't get up and feed himself. So you've got to get up and take care of the baby. That's a choice, right? It takes, somebody's got to do it. You might be nudging your spouse, but somebody's got to get up. Thank God for breastfeeding. I know I'm in trouble again, but uh, <laughs> here, here, here's, what I, here's what I want to talk about. We who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses of those who are weak. It, it's not just what's best for us, but what helps them. Now, here's the difference. There's a difference between what is weak and what is wrong. What is weak and what is wrong? I'll give you an example. Joy and I were sitting at a table um, in the last couple of years. We were sitting at a table with a bunch of ministers we did not know. We had a dinner, we're sitting at the table. And somehow the, the conversation shifted to masks. And we didn't know these people, and they went off, all of them. Oh, they were ticked off. Oh, they were angry. Oh, they were upset. And they were, 
and, 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 one, and these are pastors. And one of them was like, you know, I know they said that you're not supposed to put your mask down. Well, when I fly, I just put my mask down and I make them tell me to put it up and then I put it down again. And they're, man, they're just going, I mean, they're going off. I mean, these people are getting riled up. I said, well, what did you say? Nothing. And after the, uh, the dinner was over, Joy was kind of needling me. She said, I noticed you didn't bring up vaccines either. I said, no, I'm going to sell no, I'm going to stay awake. No, here's, here's the thing. I have not missed wearing masks at all. Amen. Haven't missed it. But it wasn't a, a, a deal breaker for me. It wasn't a life changer for me. It's an annoyance. And so these guys were just going off and they were getting angry. And I could have stepped in and said, come on. We who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses of those who are weak and not to please ourselves. They don't need to hear my opinion. They don't need to hear what I think. Let it go. You got to eat with somebody. Now, here's the difference. You got to eat with somebody and, and they get their, their, their food order wrong. And they're just like, and they're complaining and they're whining and they're complaining. I don't need to, you, you just, you pat them. It's going to be okay. It's just food. It's going to be okay. But if we're eating and you're the but then when the waiter comes back and you start berating and demeaning the serve staff, that's wrong. And that's where I will step in and go, time out. Time. They didn't cook it. It's not their fault. Let it go. We who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses. A lot of things that we deal with people... People have weak areas. And a lot of times we're just having to deal with weak areas, guys. It's, not, it's just, so we put up with weak areas. Are you strong in every area? Chances are not. Maybe there's things that just bug you that, that don't bother anybody else. And things that bother other people you're cool with. It's fine. We who are strong ought to bear with the weaknesses of those without strength and not please ourselves. Listen, this especially applies to those who are young Christians. If you read the context, in Romans, he's talking, they got, they got all off into what you should eat, what you should drink, whether or not you observe days. Some people are like, you gotta, you gotta take the Sabbath off. And other people are like, no, it's all alike to me. So we're like, you can only eat vegetables. Everything else is wrong. And other people are like, no, no, no. Twinkies and donuts, we're good. But, but, they, but the church was, was getting rattled over this and, and pushing each other on this. And, you know, finally Paul said, look, just, just be convinced in your own mind. You got faith, have it to yourself. You say, well, we don't do that today. Yeah, we did. We did it over masks and we did it over vaccines. They got all ugly with one another. Well, you didn't get vaccinated. You're just, you don't care about anybody else. Well, I'm not, no one's going to tell me what to put in my body. And you... I'm going to help you with this one. Whether you got vaccinated or didn't get vaccinated has nothing to do with your spiritual nature. It's a, it's a body thing. I understand. I don't want the government. I don't want the government telling me what to do. I got it. Of course, they do tell you what to do every day. Taxes are them telling us what to do. And the Bible said, pay your taxes. 
Come on now, where'd you go? But do you, do you see the point I'm trying to make is we get too at odds with one another over things that just don't matter. Well, we don't believe in this and we don't believe. I, sometimes I'll stop people and go, you believe in Jesus? Yes. Is Jesus the only way to salvation? Yes. I said, let's stop right there because we can fellowship right there and we can be happy right there. I don't believe in speaking in tongues. Great. I do. But if you don't, still love you anyway. I would hope that love would be reciprocated. But it, all, it won't always be. So what we have to stop doing is, listen, stop majoring in the minors. We who are strong. We who are strong. That phrase has been, just been running around in my heart lately. We who are strong. We're going to deal with people who are upset, but we who are strong, we're able to deal with them and not please ourselves. Sometimes people, you know, sometimes people who are weak uh, talk about themselves all the time. Just talking, talking, talking. They'll take a conversation and you can ask them and it will turn to them. You're trying to talk to something, they'll just talk about, and, and I, I was talking with someone the other day and I realized, that's all right, they're just weak. We are strong. So I can listen and care. Does that make sense? We have, to get, we have to get to the place, guys. Listen, Christ-like is not just going to church and carrying the Bible. Christ-like gets lived out in our lives. Amen. How we treat one another, how we honor one another. And I will say this. I, I love the fact that this church is a loving church. It's a good church. I mean, people come in from all walks of life. And for the most part, we're really good. You guys are good to them. People can come in. And, and, and people get treated well. And it should be that way. It should be where anyone can come through our doors. And whatever their color or background or what they come out of or not. And we're good to them. True. We had a, um, we had a situation happen that just grieved my heart just a, just a few months ago. A, a lady whose who's English is her second language had her brother, who didn't speak English at all, come and they sat in the, in the section and they were, he, they were listening on the headphones. We have, we have translation. We have some wonderful people that I appreciate so much that translate into Spanish for us. And so the, the, the brother, I said something, and the brother turned to his sister and he said something in Spanish, and there was a lady sitting behind him and she went, shh. And they just kind of went on. And then a little bit later, he said something again. She leaned up and said, if you're going to come here, you need to learn the language. I'm like, oh, you didn't. But I thought, you know what I thought? I thought she didn't know the language. Our language is love. We love people. If you can't handle sitting in that section, it's a big church. Go sit somewhere else. Anywhere else besides these two seats right down here, I'm from here. <laughs> All yours. Does this make sense? So think, just think about this in this message. Just, just take this message and think about it for a little bit. What areas, what people am I dealing with 
that you're just like, I'm just so mad at them. And it's just, it's a weaker area for them. We who are strong. We who are strong. We can bear with the weaknesses of those who are weak. And not to please ourselves. Because we have a good model of that. Jesus. In the garden, when he, he kneeled down, he told the Father, he said, Father, he said, anyway, let this cup pass from me. Let it pass. You realize going to the cross was not something that was a breeze for Jesus? It was hard. The fact that he took all the abuse from people. The fact that he, the Pharisees were constantly opposing him. And he treated them well. And the fact that he would go to the, and just, and, and, but he finally came to the place. The Bible said he was so, he sweat like drops of blood. And he finally said, Father, not my will. Your will be done. Jesus didn't please himself. He's our example. So well, I'm not there yet. Well, we make steps. This is how we do. We make steps. And we can get closer to being there. So if you, if you read that, that's a, that's a great verse to memorize too. Romans 15, 1. We who are strong. It, it's, it, it's kept coming up in my heart. I've been having conversations and dealing with people. And that, that phrase comes, we who are strong. We who are strong don't have to cuss out those who cut in front of them on the highway. We can bless them in Jesus' name. Bless you. We, we who are strong can deal with the annoying person in the, in the office that, that no one likes. We who are strong. We who are strong. Would you bow your heads with me for a moment? Father, we're grateful for you. And we're grateful that you are the example of strength. That Jesus is the strong son of God. The epitome of strength. Thank you that your spirit lives within us. And he's strong. And Father, we've not been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So we're just surrounded with strength. We have a legacy of strength. And it's in you. Show us what being strong in our day, in our time, in our life, in our world, what that looks like. And help us to walk in it in such a way that people are built up and helped and you are glorified. Said your bowed and eyes are closed. If you came this evening and said, you know what, Alan, I don't, I don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. I've never asked him to be the savior of my life. Or you know what, I'm just not sure about that. Or maybe you're like I was, you've done that. But something happened and time happened and you got away from God and you're sitting there today thinking, man, I'm, I'm away from God and I know it and he knows it. But I don't want to live here, I want to come back. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. No one's looking around. I'm not going to ask you to stand up and I'm not going to ask you to come to the front. But I am going to ask you this. If you're saying, you know what, I, I want to make that choice to make Jesus my Lord or, or to renew that relationship with him, would you pray for me? Would you slip up your hand just across this auditorium? I'm not trying to embarrass you, but this is something that you can do. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Anyone else? That you? Great. Put your, you put your hands down. We're going to pray. If you didn't lift your hand, you really wanted to. You can still pray this prayer with us. It's a heart prayer. We're going to pray it with you as a church family. If you're watching online, you can pray this prayer. If you're by yourself, pray it out loud. If you're with other people, you can pray it quietly. It's a great prayer. It's a powerful prayer. Say, Dear God, Dear God. 
I know mankind needs a savior. I know I can't save myself. Jesus, I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And God raised you from the dead. Right now, I confess you as my Lord, as my Savior, as the one who forgives me and restores me. Thank you, Jesus. My past is forgiven. I have a relationship with you. I'm a new creation in Christ because I said yes to you. My heads are still bowed and eyes are closed. Father, thank you for those who prayed that simple prayer and whose lives have just changed. Thank you for those who have come out of darkness into your marvelous light and for those who have come back home. Thank you. You welcome them with open arms and so do we. We rejoice in what you're doing in their lives. Father, we thank you. As we pray, I thank you for this church family. I thank you for those here, those watching online. I thank you, Father, that your plan and intention is for them to be strong and for them to be wonderful representatives of you in their world. Thank you for that. Thank you we have that capacity and that ability. And Father, as we reach the Easter season, thank you that people who don't know you and who are away from you are drawn here, that they might hear how much you love and care and what you've done for them. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. We give you all the praise for it. Amen. We hope this message has blessed you. We have services every single Sunday at 9 and 1030 and Wednesday nights at 7. We'd love to see you here. Have a great week.